Welcome to another episode in our NFL preview series where we go division by division, try to identify the fatable narratives, the ride teams, the fade teams, and whatever else the dads are feeling heading into the 2022 NFL season. Whether you are listening to this as a podcast or watching via YouTube, make sure you are following our Twitter at FadeUSports. Make sure you also subscribe to the rest of our shit, our YouTube page, our TikTok, the podcast. All those links can be found in our pinned tweet, which again is on Twitter at FadeUSports. Today we are previewing the AFC East. That is the second of our division previews. If you missed our NFC West preview, make sure you check out that episode either on YouTube or in podcast form. We are just completely bouncing around geographically because we don't really give a fuck. So anyway... Here's who's here. My name is Matthew James at MatthewJames78 on Twitter. Kmart is here at Kmart's underscore angles. Joe is here with hairpiece mode on. For those of you who are viewing, you are in luck. And if you're listening, you better check out the YouTube because the piece is nice. He is Joe underscore nose underscore 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 on Twitter. We traded in Chris yep. Duke for this one tonight, so the podcast got a lot less ugly and a lot sexier with Jared <laughs> joining us for the AFC East. He is at Fat Bills Fan on Twitter. Had to have Jared come and talk some Buffalo Bills with us. Jared, thanks for joining us, Dad. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So as we mentioned on our previous preview, take this as our perspective and not a prediction of what will happen. No one knows what the fuck's going to happen in the NFL, but we sure do have a fun time trying to figure it out. That's why we bet this stupid shit. So AFC East, last year, Bills division winners, of course, they were 13 seconds away from advancing. We'll ask Jared how he feels about 13 seconds momentarily. 11-6 and six last year, Patriots 10-7, and seven, Dolphins 9-8, and eight, Jets Four and 13. 2022 win totals. Uh, Bills are 11 and a half. A little bit of juice to the over. Dolphins, nine. Patriots, eight and a half. Jets, for now, five and a half juice to the over. But I don't know. We'll see. As of this recording, we are awaiting official word on Zach Wilson's knee injury. But we'll talk about Jets in a few minutes. We've got to talk about Bills first. Jared, when I say 13 seconds, what do you think about? Agony. I mean, that's the that's my life as a Bills fan. I mean, wide right, you know, home run throwback. I mean, we've it, it's been so close so many times. So 13 seconds was just another just another notch in the bedpost, I guess. So how does it feel going into this season where the expectations are there and the Bills are actually expected to do shit? Instead of like this lovable underdog people want to root for, now they're kind of the top dog that everybody's going for. The, the last couple of years, man, it's just it's something to get used to. I mean, I, I I never had to feel like this before. I mean, our roster is stacked. I mean, we've got depth. I mean, last year we we I, we absolutely fat bills fan. We see Kyle. I don't, I, I, don't, I bust everybody's tables? balls about that. I bust everybody's balls about the wheeze. That that made me feel good. 
No, I just I I I think I think the 13 seconds I think that's going to play a role for sure. I mean, we got a lot older on the defensive line. We got we brought in Von Miller. We brought in Von Miller. Brandon Baller Bean brought in Von Miller. Uh, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle. I mean, they got they got a lot of where they were exploited last year, where they couldn't get to Mahomes, and you know gave them the time to find Kelsey, find Hill. I think I think that's I think that's where the Bills strengthen them, strengthen themselves a lot. So the expectations, I think I, I think they're getting used to it. I think I think the Bills. I think Stephon Diggs. I think Josh Allen. I think they're used to it. I think they're I think they're gonna. Think they're going to come on and play hard. So, how do we bet a team uh, that the public is going to love that everything is going to be inflated, whether it's the win total, whether it's the division odds, whether it's uh, overs in single games? Joe, Kmart, how do we bet a team like this going into this season? Dude, it's tough. It's tough. Mainly, I mean, dude, but I don't know. Are, is the public going to be willing to bet that the Bills win 12 or more games? Because there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of the public fucking hates them because they are the, the, the darling right now. How many Cowboy fans are going to be like, oh, fuck that. They're not going to win 12 games and then nuke the under. But the one interesting stat I did find is in the 17 games, the Bills are favored in 15 of those and two pickups. So they're not an underdog at all this season. As of right now, yeah, I mean, I, LA. <laughs> no, a lot, a lot of what Jared says, I kind of agree with. Um, you know, eleven and six last year, over and under set eleven and a half. I saw their nine six and two against the spread. So you know, I mean, could have been nine and eight, could have been ten and seven. You know, with those two pushes, but you know, it's it's clearly their division to lose. You know, they made some key acquisitions in the off season. And I'm, I'm probably going to be square and ride them. I, I think they have the determination on their side. And, I mean, I'm not a Bills fan, but I, I kind of like them. I, I like the team. I like where they're headed. And, you know, I, I feel like they've gone through the battle pains, and especially in the past couple seasons, not to go, uh, you know, in the past 30 years. But they put in their time. You know, it's, it's kind of make it or break it at this point. I know it's going out on a limb to say this, but yeah, I, I, I'll, and that's being facetious, but I think the over is the play here, mainly because they did go 11 and six last season, 11 and a half is their win total, but they went 0 and five in one score games. So if that regresses to the mean, you're looking at 13 and four, 14 and three, something like that. And they have the rest, the best rest advantage of any team in the NFL all season. They play three Thursday night games, which is like that mini bye week. So, they have the rest advantage. I think that regresses to the mean. Josh Allen's only going to get a little bit better. Shout out Central Valley Fireball California, Josh Allen. Why Fresno State didn't recruit him, I do not know. But I think the Bills over is the play. And I did fire one bet before this podcast, and that was Sean McDermott to win Coach of the Year, 25-1. to 1. Can you believe that? I might follow you on that, Joe. Yeah, you can't tell me if he doesn't if they don't go 15-2 and two, that he, he's not in play for, for Coach of the Year. At 25 to 1? Come on. Throw, throw a little half a unit on there. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that, that's a little surprise. I feel like that usually goes to a team that overachieves. But if, like you said, they finish with maybe the best record in football, best record in the AFC, uh, that will definitely be in play, I think. Um, 
Jared, when when I say New England Patriots, what's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> Hate, hatred. Just, I mean, it's we've we had been the little brother for so long. I mean, just constantly, no matter what we did, we were always looking up at the Patriots in in the division standings when it came to the end of the year. Might have got off to a hot start, you know, beat them in the first few games or whatever, but no matter what. So these last couple of years. I remember when when the Bills beat the Patriots in the wild card round last year. We went toss, we were at Costco getting gas afterwards, and there was a guy wearing a Tom Brady jersey, and I screamed out, "Fuck the Patriots!" Two hundred people sitting there. My wife and children were absolutely embarrassed, but it was one of those things that I just I didn't even mean to. It was just I saw the dude in the jersey, and I just I had no restraint. I, compared to. Compared to the birth of your child, the ass kicking of the Patriots in the playoffs, how does that compare? Uh, I'm a big old softy. My kids come way first, but they're they're it's close. The Bills are close. <laughs> okay, uh, so the Pats. Honestly, there, there's kind of a negative narrative in the preseason right now. Uh, the coaching staff apparently is fucked. They've got like Patricia as <laughs> offensive coordinator. But Joe Judge as QB coach or some shit, the, the narrative out of camp is that they can't complete passes. The offense is broken. It's all fucked with the coaches. Is this maybe going to be a step back for the Pats? Or is this just a bunch of noise and it's Belichick and they're going to figure out how to go 9-8? and eight? It's noise, man. It's all noise. The so Patriots all are, fa- Ignore all, all that. There's nothing in sports going on, so the fucking idiots at NFL Network and ESPN got to find something to shit on the Patriots just because they're such a big pool. The Patriots are 4-1 and one last five seasons to the over in their win total under Bill Belichick, which is not fucking bad. And it, the, the win total kind of stinks to me because last year it was set at 9.5. This year, 8.5. It goes down, and you think that Mac's going to you know, yeah. maybe – it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think it should be 9 or 9.5 still, but – I don't fucking Billy know. McDaniels man. Don't know was shit. worth the win. I mean, I guess, but like, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the only change, right? I mean, Matt, you you nailed it. You know, that was my main talking point: is McDaniel's gone, offense array. Um, you know, ten and seven last year, ten and seven against the spread, win total eight and a half. Like, I'm probably gonna bet that over. Um, you know, I'm kind of on Jared's side. You know, f the Patriots. Just got tired of you know watching them win. Took me too long to respect Brady, uh, so I have him down. You know, I'm probably going to fade him more times than not. So, when you see me betting that team, probably just fade my ass because it's going to be way more biased than the Niners. And one more here's thing, the, uh, too. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No, yeah. So here's the here is the blurb from the Athletic: the offense is reaching the point of concern. For the Patriots offense after it has struggled badly throughout training camp. So you got a lot of just everybody shitting on them for these coaching decisions. Did their backup put up 200 yards yesterday, though? I know it's the preseason, but it's kind of like, you know, if we want to talk bullshit, like, let's let's say, oh, their backup's great. Go ahead, Joe. What were you going to say? Um, they did spend – they set an NFL record in spending in an offseason between 2021 and 2022. So that's a narrative, too, that's like 
hey, the Patriots finally ponied up and fucking paid for people getting Hunter Henry, re-signing Jonu Smith, Judon, fucking uh, Nelson Aguilar, Jalen Mills. Like, this is the first time the Pats actually kind of spent some money. So they're still trying to win. It's obvious. So I don't know. I It's but hard to fade from Bill Judon. Okay. Like, do any of those names scare us anymore? Judon's good as fuck, man. No, I'm he saying can... apart from him. Like, oh. do any of those names, like, like, I think they're better than the dog shit players they're running out last year, and then now they're going to lower their win total. Nikhil Harry is – I mean, that's uh, – Aguilar and Devontae Parker have to be upgrades from him. Well, Aguilar yeah. was there last year. Yeah, but they re-signed him. That's, that was my point. Yeah. They, no, they don't I'm, really I'm just saying, money. like, I mean, they're decent players, but Henry, Smith, you know, it, it, they just seem like a team that's going to run the rock. Well, that's – yeah, that's Bill Belichick 101. But – um. That and they only beat two teams last year with a winning record, so that kind of leans towards the under. But like I said, dude, it's it's so hard to fade Bill Belichick and and his fucking record on team total win overs. God damn! Even though Tom Brady's not behind center, it's still like holy shit. It's pretty crazy. We'll see what happens in New England. Um, let's go to another team, Jared. As someone who doesn't know how to swim. Do you have anything to say about the Miami Dolphins? Uh, tread water, baby. Uh, <laughs> if if, I, if I, I could I could swim better than Tua can throw a deep ball, I think so. Uh, he's he's gonna have to lob it up there to Tyreek, and hopefully Tyreek can run under a few few of them for him. But I mean, I I think we're going. I think uh, Tua is gonna show Tyreek how much he misses. Uh, fuck, what the fuck is his name in Kansas City? Mahomes. Mahomes. And then I, I think Mahomes is going to see how much he misses Hill. I think I think Hill and Mahomes were perfect for each other, and I, I'm i interested to see how it works. I think, though, that it's going to help the under the, the lower receivers with Hill busting over the top. So Waddle, and I think it's going to – I think it's going to help his, like, yard total and catch total. So speaking yeah. of narratives, all offseason, the narrative is that Tua can't throw the deep ball and, oh, they're fucked. They got these receivers, but Tua can't throw deep. Are we buying that or is that, again, kind of noise? Oh, and and we'll we'll see. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I'm, I'm selling that hard. I mean, I watched Tua a lot, obviously, in college. Um, I mean, maybe he can throw the 70-yard bomb, but he was fairly accurate. I think he's gone through his growing pains. He's had some injuries. If he can stay healthy, McDaniel's going to find a way to get Hill the ball. Like, not everything is going to be deep over the top. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously that threat's going to be there. So if they can – they don't even have to hit it, but they have to run a play showing that they're willing to do it, and that's going to open so many things on the inside with that speed. And look at – I mean, they have five different running backs. I don't think anybody knows who their starter is. And, you know, McDaniel, obviously from San Francisco, that I think that offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, I'm, I'm on the over eight and a half and I, I'm taking them to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be, you know, my sleeper this year is I, you know, rode the Bengals last year and the Cardinals. I think this year it's the Dolphins for me. And I agree with Kyle a lot. I I would rather sell that narrative that Tua can't throw fucking far because McDaniel's going to take a lot of shit from Kyle Shanahan where they're throwing those little fucking screen passes or right to the outsides. Tua can zip it to him and just watch fucking Tyreek Hill run, you know, or their running backs 
they're Jalen Waddle. Like it, it, I don't know. I don't think it matters as much. Like maybe Tua can throw the ball fucking 40 yards to Tyreek Hill. Who fucking knows? But like, it's, I, I'm just selling that. But the one problem with the, the Dolphins is they have the worst fucking offensive line in the NFL last year. So that's according to pro football focus, but they did uh, upgrade in two positions. So they're probably going to be better. How much more is going to be a fucking huge factor, whether or not that offense can uh, function. Yeah. Getting Armstead from the saints that, that could be a really, really big upgrade there. And I think you guys both nailed it. I don't think casual fans outside of like, we follow the Niners really closely know how much Mike McDaniel helped Kyle Shanahan, not just last year, but for years, that's been his sidekick. So that dude coming over with this kind of offense, I mean, they have a lot of talented pieces. So uh, yeah. I think you guys both nailed it. Like he's probably just fun to be around, just keeping it laxed and fun. Just a younger yeah. hip version of Pete Carroll, honestly. Well, and it sounds like Brian Flores was kind of a dick. And so <laughs> that can make a difference when you go from a guy who's just a total asshole to a uh, dude that players like and and will listen to, and especially if he brings ideas from a scheme that has worked so well. Uh, dolphins could be could be a lot of fun. They could be swimming. Jared, learn how to swim. Maybe I might have to. Yeah, and I think the big thing too with the Dolphins is they didn't lose any of their key players. All they did was upgrade. They only fucking fixed their line a little bit, and then obviously Ty- adding Tyree Kill, another year of experience for Tua. Like they are on the upward swing, whereas everybody thinks they're dog shit. Weren't we talking about this yesterday, Matt, at the bar? We're like, hey, everybody was down on the fucking Dolphins. This is the year where we fucking come back. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Let's quickly touch on the Jets. Um, Again, as of this recording, we, we think it's probably a torn ACL for Zach Wilson that will impact their win total a little bit. I would not be surprised if they're stubborn and think that they can trot out Flacco and try to win. Maybe they try to swing a trade for Jimmy, Jimmy G. We'll see. That contract is untradeable in its current state, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I mean, do we know that Zach Wilson's even good? Like, is there a chance the Jets aren't fucked? Because talk about a team that brought in some talent. Um, well, yeah. I mean, he, he sprained his PCL last year and, you know, on the cut, you know, from what we all see, it could be an ACL, but it could have been a hyperextension as well. I mean, that's best case scenario. Um, you know, I've done that before. It hurts like hell. I've never torn my ACL, but it, I was a lot younger and it's some of the worst pain I've, I've felt. So hopefully, you know, for them, because I'm one of those schmucks, I was high on the Jets, you know, I was thinking win total over, you know, all these off-season moves, you know, that's been the narrative. Everyone's, you know, high on them. And I was one of those schmucks just like, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, I'm the Niner homer. It could be because there's a lot of those pieces and I just want to see them succeed. But, you know, it's, I hope for his sake, um, you know, young stud quarterback that, you know, it's not an ACL. Somebody's mom will take care of him. You <laughs> still want to make that joke? There, there is going to be a massive, massive public fucking fade of the Jets. But guys, where do you guys? Let's take a guess here. Who? Where did Zach Wilson finish in QB rating out of forty qualified quarterbacks last season? Can somebody guess, please? Thirty fourth. Yeah, I would say thirty sixth. Thirty eight. Thirty nine out of forty. 
So you're telling me the 39th worst fucking quarterback is worth one and a half to two games? Absolutely. So what the fuck, man? There's going to be such a public. Yeah, he he fucking sucks. So like, what the (laughs) what are we doing here? Like, (laughs) well, what sucks? He's got to be better than Flacco, right? I don't know. He's probably. Flacco, but you'd think like this is where you know this is a second year of his growing pains but you know hopefully he makes that progression you know towards the end of the year and gets better then they roll with him in the third year but this is just going to set all of that shit back now and the Jets the Jets stay in the basement well how's the schedule Joe because if we're talking about Bills going over their win total Patriots going over their win total Dolphins going over their win total I mean so they're going to get their ass kicked in the division is the, is it out of division okay they have the eighth hardest schedule in the nfl so, <laughs> so they're fucked there. and <laughs> if you look at uh the spreads they're they're projected to go 3 and 14 ats well i can think of one person who's going to routinely back the jets uh <laughs> he's not <laughs> he's not here um but he's back french and smells I'm- I just if talked the about Jets it, dude. Are not in his contest every week. He's full of shit. <laughs> also, yeah. one thing too, they had the second worst turnover differential in all the NFL. You got to expect that. Hopefully, if there's a decent coaching staff there, which we don't know about Sala, they can turn that around, get back to normal. Maybe that's a win or two. Uh, but yeah, the defense is just fucking horrible, and they need to figure that shit out too. I mean, you along went, with the quarterback and the Patriots last year, who had two. Very good defenses in that division. So, I mean, when four of your games are against, you know, top-tier defenses, Bills were number one last year. So, I mean, you're going to get the ball turned over, as especially as a rookie quarterback. So, we shall see if it's maybe, maybe Jimmy. Big, <laughs> big Dick Flacco can show up. Who knows? It's crazy. It just seems like so long ago that the Jets were – actually good with Rex and, and the Sanchez and going to AFC title games and oh man. But fumble just, and then butt fumble, a couple a butt fumble later, a bunch of injuries later, a whole bunch of Revis Island, Bart Scott, can't wait. Fuck <laughs> man. <laughs> Fire Fireman Ed. Fireman Ed, yeah. Those were the fucking dude, that was a fun that was a fun football team to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's our AFC East preview. Stay tuned for uh, six more over the next few weeks. We've got uh, some preseason football on tonight. We get back to watching some fourth stringers. Uh, we got more games tomorrow, all weekend. It's going to be awesome. We'll get the next division up probably early next week. We're recording this on Friday night. So everybody have a great weekend, and we'll get you next week. Go Buffalo! Yeah, 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 yeah. is fade you